female-led reboots and are complaints to Ofcom going too far? That's what's stuck in my craw this week with Phoenix and Sands. Hello! Now, before we start, just remember these are our opinions. Opinions are not facts. And please do not send hate to anyone that we talk about in this podcast. We're back for episode three. Unfortunately so. I don't know why you keep dragging me back into these podcasts. You know, I've had many sleepless nights thinking about these discussions. I know. You enjoy it. However, for, um, for the sake of being completely open, this is our second attempt doing this because we weren't entirely happy with what we recorded yesterday. Well, it has been a rather slow week. It has so been. So trying to drum up some stories. Oh. Um, it's um, it so it's taken more than one take. Yeah. To be entirely happy with what we're going to produce, and we wanted to put our opinions yeah. on particular issues. And unfortunately, on the first attempt we did, it was just more sort of yeah, we like this. Yeah, it, and it, we've got no complaints. Yeah, it it didn't work. It we weren't happy with it, and you know we're putting this out here for the public. And if we're not happy with it, then I don't think people people would be able to tell. If we're not happy with it, we're not happy with yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll get started with episode three, which is, our first subject is female-led reboots. Indeed. So we were talking about this a lot. We have been discussing this quite a lot, but this was sparked due to the announcement of talks between Amber Heard mm-hmm. and Disney. That the fact that they're going to be looking to reboot Pirates of the Caribbean with an all-female-led cast. Yeah. This is what sparked this conversation. Yeah, this is what sparked the conversation. Because we, we were talking about the other times that movies have been either remade or rebooted with an almost exclusively female cast. Yes. And how it doesn't seem... To work. Well, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that some of the story writing could have been better. Yeah. And a lot of it does just pander to the notion that the first film was all male cast. Maybe females should take a major role in these particular movies. Yeah. But then we're just also discussing sort of when does it go too far insofar as where's the fine line between just pushing your agenda with feminism yeah. just to say that a woman can do a man's job yeah. and play a man's role. Yeah. And what's the difference between that and being able to produce a good movie with a good storyline? With a female lead. With a female lead. Yeah. It's perfectly possible to make an entire woman-led film that's original that's well-written, well-directed. That's the thing. Original. Yeah. You said it yourself. So when, so you said that, um, so you're saying that like really good female-led films are all original. Yeah. So when people try to attempt to make a reboot of an already existing film, which people love, it's getting a lot of criticism Mm -hmm. because, yes, because they've got like a, they've got a benchmark. Yeah. They've got, the, the standard has already been set. Exactly. So I think that's probably why they fail so much. Mm-hmm. There's that hurdle to overcome as well. Yeah. Because the prime example, the one from the sort of like the last couple of years, is the Ghostbusters re- yeah. reboot, remake, whatever it is. Yeah. And just how badly it failed. And I think the reason was is 
it just went very puerile with its comedy. Well, to be fair, it's yes, um, it's received some rather high reviews. Uh, as, but I'm not going to use Rotten Tomatoes as, <laughs> as, um, as a bench line for how good the movie is mm. because I have watched the original and I did not want my brain tainted <laughs> with such absolute garbage. Yeah. It probably is a good film. It's really not. <laughs> but remember, I've not seen it, so yeah. I'll, I'll, comment to it, I'll comment on it to a degree. Yeah. But the what I did see... And what I have heard yeah. is that there were there were sort of parts which were sort of a little a little undesirable. Let's put it this way, sort of like so. Not only was it a f- all, all female cast, yeah, and the fact they did get Chris Hemsworth, so they did get Chris Hemsworth in to be yeah. the secretary, yeah. But what I also didn't like about the idea, well, I liked the idea of a man he being in a role and he being in a lesser role. Yeah, because yeah, a man can play a secretary. Oh, yeah. But the fact he was he was um, portrayed as a sex object. Pretty much. And it, it even says it in the film. They only hire him because he's hot. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. what's he fair, there's no denying that. Because yeah. the character is stupid. He, he's dumb. He can't do anything. Can't even answer a phone properly. Well, but they hired him because he's hot. And he's not the only character that's overshadowed yeah. in, that particular, in that particular film. Yeah. Um, also, Leslie Jones was also very, yeah. <laughs> very downcast. In yeah, her, exactly. in her particular role, because yes, she was a Ghostbuster. Yeah, but then in comparison to her white co-partners, yeah, um, the co- what, yeah, because it's like all all the all the white women in the film they're scientists. Yeah, she's a subway worker. Yeah, she's a subway worker who happened to provide a hearse which they drive yeah. around, with, which is the iconic Ghostbuster mm-hmm. vehicle. Mm-hmm. So if they sort of were trying to make a statement that all women can be as equal as men, yeah. or they also made a statement that black women. Are lesser than their are white, less counterparts. white counterparts. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not a great message to put it's out. It's not a great message, no. So probably that's also another reason why it might have got as much criticism as it did. I, I remember at the time there were a lot of people, a lot of people of color, who were quite upset about the fact that Leslie Jones was playing a character that was a subway worker. Oh, right. They, they were like, why, why couldn't she have been a scientist as well and make one of the white women the subway worker? Mm. Why did it have to be the black woman who was a subway worker? I I think they just went they went too far with trying to be politically correct when it comes to women doing stuff but they also failed hideously with the fact that one of the women who was a black woman was a subway worker yeah it would have been better if have all of them as scientists or have one of the white women as a subway worker well I know you say you're being politically correct mm. It's not really politically correct because there's, the, there's always that glaring question that yeah. women haven't got quite as much rights as men. No. So it's not politically correct. Yeah. It's just the idea of if women were in the yeah, same yeah. standing as a man. Yeah. But it's not a it's not a very it's not very realistic insofar as you wouldn't have all females. To be fair, you just hire based on quality and yeah. like sort of what they would be able to bring. Yeah. Into the team. So it's not very sort of, it's not very realistic. And in that mm. perspective, I cannot get behind it. No. Because you should, you should always hire someone based on the quality and what they can bring to the table. Yeah. Also on their background, their education. Yeah. And what they, what they could bring to this particular role they're looking to fill. Yeah. But I, I, I can point out a massive difference between the original Ghostbusters and this new one is Janine was the secretary in the original one. Yeah. And she was smart. 
she was sassy, but in, in a good way. She could stand up for herself and she was intelligent. Yeah. So that was, she was the secretary, but she knew what she was doing. She wasn't just hired for being eye candy. She was hired for the fact that she could do the job. Oh, yeah. And that's the difference between that film. There's also the one scene where in the original, I think it took something like 30 seconds to do this one scene where they're talking about proton packs that the Ghostbusters wear. And it's very well, uh, it's very well acted because it's literally 30 seconds. Parts of it are in silence where they're talking about how powerful these proton packs are. And the one scene, the, the other guys just slowly move away from the person who's explaining it and that it can be dangerous. And it's just really well done. But in the new one, the entire scene stretches out for something like three and a half minutes, four minutes. And they have to show how ridiculously dangerous these things are by having Melissa McCarthy fly around uh, in an alleyway. So what you're saying is they had no substance. Yeah, it was dumbed down. So they had to just, you know, pad it out, fill it out, because they had no underlying story plot and they had to just put filler in. Yeah, the whole thing was dumbed down. So it's also, as you well, if you she was flying around it's very as you well it's very it's fast slapstick. it's slapstick yeah, yeah it's it, very it doesn't need to be the original ghostbusters was far more subtle with it yeah humor. you don't yeah when it comes to humor you don't need to make it that glaring no nothing should have to be explained and the trouble with with the new ghostbusters is it was it was sort of like over visual yeah because i find that if you do put like very small little subtle like um messages or yeah in a in a film yeah. it gives it that bit of rewatchability and the surprise that when you watch it again it's like i did not see that the first yeah. time it's it's that you know it, it feels like you're watching the film again for the first time yeah and seeing it a whole new light yeah it's it's a great experience but unfortunately with this one it just didn't have quite that punch. yeah and i i think the trouble is what what they what they've approached it how they've approached it is uh it's oh look women can be funny women can do this women can do that and it's just pushing a narrative and an agenda that just is not realistic no because there's no subtlety behind it no and it just becomes it becomes silly and people don't like that kind of thing no and i I mean another prime example of where a woman has been given too much power that is unrealistic is mulan yes and we did watch that uh, yeah quite recently that was for your birthday that was for my birthday you got me that for my birthday that was a birthday present yes uh, to watch that unfortunately i cannot keep the receipt to return it Mm um because it, like once you bought it, it's yours. Well, yes, but also you described the main protagonist character, Mulan, yeah. as being a Mary Sue. Yeah. Because with the original, we like the whole sort of the story where there's a progression from a woman to a man. Yeah. Or she was able to do what men could do, and we followed her journey throughout yeah. that. Yeah, she she worked hard. You could see the journey that she went through. She struggled, oh, yeah. but she still came out on top. Well, she did. Yeah, exactly. And she, she saved the and she saved the day. Yeah. So it was it was a fun journey to go on, and it was an interesting journey that she had been thrown into this masculine world yeah but she still proved herself but in this new mulan like literally the first scene is her as a child 
being this kung fu master and running across rooftops and... Well, that's because she's a master of chi already. Yeah. I don't know how she managed to master chi at such a young age, but she mastered it. Yeah, and it just... It wasn't realistic. Well, I think I think you don't. It, I think you don't think it's realistic because of all the CGI they put into that. Oh God! They yeah. were so much of it, and also like <laughs> there were so many scenes uh, whereby I don't know whether she just used the cheat to um, travel <laughs> miles between each, you know, each particular scene. Yeah. Um, between each location. Between each location. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it was a massive disappointment. I know yeah. they got a lot. They got a lot of criticism for the first for the first Mulan yeah. when it was the ninety eight one. Yeah, the yeah. ninety eight one, uh, because it wasn't historically accurate. But I don't see what's historically accurate about someone running along a wall. So I don't know why it needs to be remade. But a lot of the old Disney films are being remade. Yeah, they're they're all being turned live action. Which, um, having had some of the live action, you know. Um, adaptations made mm. um, of their sort of cartoon counterparts, it's not exactly gone as well as they would have hoped. No, it had not. Well, because Lion King was a prime example of that. <sighs> yes, Lion King Another was... Because it was almost scene for scene, but it was still bad. Well, <laughs> to be fair, the person who acted... Who played Scar again? Oh, well, in the original or in the new one? No, in the new one. Oh, that's going to be a difficult one. I'm probably going to absolutely butcher his name well, here. Well, to be fair, I'm not surprised we haven't remembered it, because um, he, he wasn't exactly a very memorable character. No. Um, especially he, he butchered all the lines. Yeah, because um, I'm probably going to absolutely butcher his name here, and I apologise in advance <laughs> for doing that. Chiwetel Ijofa? Oh, that's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Chiwetel Ijofa. I, I, th- that's how I'm reading it. It's probably wrong. And I'm terrible for getting it wrong, but yeah, he would not... He just didn't have the gravitas that Jeremy Irons had. No. And that seems to be happening with um, a lot of the female-led reboots. They don't have the same sort of impact that the originals have because they were originally written as male characters. Yeah. And female characters and male characters have a different dynamic with how they approach things. And... When a character's already been written as male, to then do a reboot and change it to female, it just doesn't work. So are you saying that this, the new Pirates of the Caribbean won't work? No, I don't believe it will. You've also mentioned that they also um, they had this idea of doing a spin-off for the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, as a, a female-led uh, Fast and Furious film. Yeah. But again, I don't think it's going to work. I think with a lot of films, there should be some kind of... There should be a happy mix yeah. of people. But I, I know there's always, there's always been a thing for a while where women don't get as as many speaking roles in films or they're not in it for as long. So I, I, I think there should be more opportunities for women to lead films but they should be original films and they should be well written because you can look at like action films action tv series with a female lead because something like alien yeah that was a phenomenal film people love that film female lead yeah you look at the tv shows buffy yeah female lead people loved it charmed female leads people loved it yeah xena female lead people well female lead of xena gabriel i'm kind of seeing a theme here i'm saying yeah here but Wonder Woman, even the uh, even Wonder Woman, it was 
it was well written. But then you also go to the other thing with female-led movies where they've overpowered the people, uh, the woman in charge, which is the latest Star Wars films. Yes. With Rey. Yeah. She was too powerful. Yeah. Mulan was the same. She was too powerful. You've also mentioned Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. She was too powerful. And... People don't like it when there's no journey there. Where, they, where well, everyone has to have an origin. Yeah, there was talks about there was, was that there was that documentary that we were discussing the other night, um, the one about the Latino. Oh, Selena. Yes. Yeah, but it, it's not a documentary, such it's no. a, it's a TV series. Oh, it was a TV because, series. Yeah. So that's another example of I know what the family were trying to do when they were sort of directing how this film would you know, yeah. go out there. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to see her in the best possible light. But unfortunately, Naturally. unfortunately, as as you say, everyone wants an underdog. Yeah. And everybody wants, they, everybody has a bit of humanity about them. Yeah. Everyone has their flaws. Yeah. And everyone has a backstory for where they came from to where they are now. Cause yeah. it's, it's the journey that makes the man or woman. So unfortunately in that particular, did you say it was a documentary. It, it, it's a TV series. Uh, in that TV series, yeah. they they didn't see the progression no, it, from it, where it's... she came from to where she was. Yeah, because uh, the way it's presented... Right. For anyone who doesn't know, I'll explain. Selena Quintanilla was a Mexican-American woman. Yeah. She was very famous in from a fairly young age. I think she was, she started performing properly on stage when she was probably like 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And she was a Tejano singer, which is a type of um, Latino-Mexican music. Yeah. And she worked her way up. She really struggled to get the band noticed because the band consisted of her as the lead singer, her sister on drums, her brother on guitar. Uh, There was a couple of other people in the band as well. And the way this TV series is presented is Selena is shown from an incredibly young age of having this perfect voice and perfect stage presence and everything and there just doesn't seem to be she almost becomes background to her own story yeah as strange as it sounds you know the whole thing's called Selena the series but she is almost a side character to her own series because there's the dynamics of the family as well and the way the father was pushing them yeah and in the Latino community community especially Selena is so revered for who she was because she was an incredibly talented singer and she was an incredibly talented performer, and she died at such young uh, such a young age. She was only twenty three years old, and the manner of her death was so violent and so horrific. And she was literally on the brink of American stardom because she was about to do a crossover album. She was releasing an English album, yeah, and she was about to go into the stratosphere. Of um of the American of American music, she'd won a Grammy uh for a Latin American uh album, so she was almost like the Jennifer Lopez of her day, which is ironic because Jennifer Lopez actually played Selena in the first movie. Did she? Yeah, they they did a movie like two years after Selena's death, mm-hmm. and Jennifer Lopez played her, and that is what propelled Jennifer Lopez into. Uh, superstardom. That's what got. Where Jennifer... she used Selena as a platform. 
Essentially, yeah. Right. But the original movie, the 97 movie, was also controlled by the family. Yes. The family are very, very stringent with what is put out there. Well, the, it's well, a family is naturally protective. Yeah. And they want to probably portray their daughter in probably the, in the best possible light. Mm-hmm. But probably people who knew her, like, this is excluding family. Yeah. Like, people who knew her in the community, maybe close friends. Yeah. Um probably knew her more than what the what the series yeah. actually portrays. Yeah. Well her husband wanted to do um a series. Yeah. I think it was about it was about three years ago, two, three years ago, that her husband Chris Perez wanted to do a series about her and her father blocked it and said, You're not doing it. She's our daughter, we're gonna do it in the way that we want to do and she's and with this current series that's on Netflix it's just coming across as she's too perfect. Yeah. But people don't like perfection. No, she comes across as very inhuman. Yeah. Yeah, someone who was just, um, someone who was just, you know, talented from the word go. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, yes, someone could be born with raw talent. Yeah. But it's like, you know, Diamond was never, you know, just pulled out of the ground. Yeah. You know, perfect. It's mm-hmm. always in the rough. It is, yeah. So everybody needs to be perfected to reach their max potential. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's it's missing that sort yeah. of story of how they managed to refine her yeah. to get to where she, from where she was to yeah. where she ended up. Yeah, exactly. And because that story is not told, it's just not believable. Yeah. And not many people can relate. Because the thing is, if people can relate to something, then it goes to show that... You don't have to be born perfect. No. Everyone can strive for perfection mm-hmm. and can get to where she was with some mm-hmm. hard graft. Yeah, and I think that with any kind of any kind of, especially female-led action movies, they shouldn't be perfect from the word go. No, nobody should do it. Whether whether it's male or female, they shouldn't be perfect from the word go. But it happens too much with female-led movies because of because of the feminist movement. The, yeah, yeah. And I said this to you earlier that I describe myself as a feminist in the purest sense of the word that I believe in equality. Yeah. That is what true feminism is. Yeah. Where you believe in equality for men and women. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I'm absolutely behind that 100%. But then again, we shouldn't need to have discussions. Yeah. Because a woman can bring to the table the same thing a man could. Yeah, exactly. If not better, because they're more versatile, because a man could just think about one thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm that particular variety. <laughs> but um, I, I think that female-led films should be far more realistic. Don't pander to what you think the uber feminists want. So what you're so are you saying that these reboots to push an agenda are actually destroying yeah. sort of the intent the intent they first set out for uh, to create equality are they sort of you know is this notion is it going too far mm-hmm. insofar is it actually damaging to the to to the goal they were originally trying yeah. to strive out for. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because people rebel against it. They don't like it. They don't like it when when anybody is too perfect. Mm. But when it's when it's a female led thing and it's almost like it's forced on you. It's like no, you will love this woman. No matter what, you'll love her. She's perfect. She's amazing. People don't like it because it's just not realistic enough. No. People like a journey, whether it's a male character or a female character. 
I think men should be shown to be... What, vulnerable? Vul- yeah. Yeah. Not so they, so they should do like a bit of a instead of doing a film about you know females being strong. Yeah. Well, they can do that. But, of yeah. course, they can do that. But they should also look to try and make men vulnerable. Yeah. At the same time, because to be fair, we're not as strong. No. As they make out, we are. No. Not at all. No. Exactly. Exactly. But I think it's fine to have heroes. Yes. It's fine to have heroes, but. All heroes have a journey, mm-hmm. and that's what what people like seeing the journey. Something that you can strive for. Not even heroes are perfect. No, they're not. They, they, they even, have flaws. Even they have, Superman had his kryptonite. Yeah, but still, Superman started off as an alien on Earth, struggling to find his place in the world, trying to understand who he was, and that's a journey. Yeah, he was powerful, but he wasn't perfect. No. And I think all heroes should be the same. Like, Iron Man was not perfect. No. Spider-Man is not perfect. Wonder Woman is not perfect. Oh, yeah, no, because I remember the, uh, in that, is it the last movie uh, where... Well, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where... Well, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Mysterio. Uh, Oh, my goodness, I've forgotten her name. The one that Spider-Man loves. Oh, well, in The Amazing Spider, the yeah, one with the, Tom Holland. Yeah, that oh, one. Oh, uh, she just goes... I think her, her name is Michelle, but she's MJ. Yeah, she's MJ. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, um, as you said, um, heroes are not perfect. Yeah. And the fact that he cannot save everyone, especially yeah. the ones that are closest to him. Like, also with, like, with, with MJ. But yeah. also with Uncle Ben. Oh, yeah. With that particular scene. Yeah. Um, Uncle Ben has died so many times I cannot count anymore. <laughs> that 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 poor yeah. man. <laughs> but then it just goes to show that some heroes are sort of they're not perfect. Yeah. And they are incapable of being able to save everyone, but just try to do their very best yeah. to be the best that they can. Yeah. And yes, of course, they're going to have some flaws because they are human after all. Yeah. And But then again, they shouldn't be criticised for it because they did try their very best. Yeah, exactly. But when you've got female characters, that, especially in Mulan, who are having to suppress their perfection. Yeah. That's, that's not, it's not good. It, it's just. It's like, well, what, what's the point? You, you've had no journey. It's a bunch of nothingness that isn't fulfilling in any way, shape or form. Mm. I don't like it. No. And this, this is not me saying women are awful. No. Of course not. I believe that women should be given films and characters and TV shows where they're not perfect. Yeah. Make it realistic. Make it something that people can go you know what my god she's been through hell i've been through hell but she came through it but to to be honest yes i agree with you that women should be given um a like sort of like be cast in new storylines yeah to make it original yeah given their own film to make their own yeah i i'm now starting to think that you know with these reboots are they riding on the coattails of the film previous, just to give it the title and give it the publicity, yeah, so that people will go and watch it. That's that's pretty that, much all. That it seems is. to be it. You know, you you give it a franchise name, yeah, and people go go, ooh, I wonder what that's about, yeah, and then they go and see it and realise it's bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be so blunt, but that's yeah. kind of how I I see it. 
They're not well-written. No. They're not well-directed. Well, they don't need to be well-written no. because they're already attracting an already existing audience. Yes, yeah, it's riding off the coattails of what's already there. Exactly. This is, and this is what I think is going to happen with Pirates of the Caribbean. It's riding off uh, Johnny Depp's coattails. Yeah. And unfortunately, it had to be Amber Heard. And yeah, unfortunately, it had to be Amber Heard. <laughs> well, isn't that just a stab in the heart? It really is. Well, they so, shouldn't have, uh, that was a rather messy divorce. Mm-hmm. It would seem... Yeah, been a lot of a messy divorce. What would you say your final thoughts on, on this are? Well, I <laughs> agree with you that um, females are not seen in films nearly enough as True. strong independent characters. And, mm-hmm. and if they were, it should be put into original films whereby they are their own star to their own story. Oh, yeah. And the fact that when it comes to these whole reboots, yeah. I think it's sort of... It's a very feminist idea that's being pushed on the public, but yeah. unfortunately it creates this red tape where no one is able to, to cross. You know, the thing is, I am unable to express my opinion if I'm, being, if I'm getting an agenda forced upon me. Yeah. If I make any criticism against said agenda, yeah. I get a backlash. Mm-hmm. So it, it becomes a point where when does the oppressed become the oppressor insofar as when someone is, you know, so underhanded and has had a bit of a poor yeah. hand dealt, yeah. when they sort of, you know, become very vocal uh, on any social media platform, yeah. then when do, uh, then they sort of want me to see it from their perspective, then when does yeah. my opinion fit in with their agenda? Yeah, that that is actually a really good way of putting it. And I, I, believe you are it, it is happening it it's this agenda is being pushed and it's not realistic and i mean i i can only agree with you with my final thoughts saying that you know i believe women should be in films that have been well written well directed and are original yes and that aren't this idea of the uber feminism that is going about well, now. Well, the thing is, a woman is a strong enough woman to be able to stand on the merits of her own achievements. Yeah. She does not need to ride on the coattails of a man. That's very true. So, on that... You are so wise. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I have these nuggets of knowledge. You are so wise. That um, I surprise myself. I'm just looking at myself in the mirror and thinking... You did good today. You did good. You had one word of wisdom, and that is my one word of wisdom. <laughs> and it's, it's very good wisdom. <laughs> I can go back to sleep now. Thank I you. Know. Right, oh, no, we've, we've got a second subject to oh, talk no. about now. We've got a second subject. Uh, this is this is an interesting one because it's been brought up again within the last few days. Yes. Which is the people who complain to Ofcom. Yes. For anyone listening outside of the UK, and I know we do have some listeners outside of the UK, Ofcom is the television regulatory board. Yes, it is. Because the American equivalent is the FCC. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what it is in other countries. Those are like the two ones that we know about. Oh, yeah. And Ofcom, especially this year, has had a lot of complaints it has indeed yeah i I think the biggest one from well recently yeah the biggest one from this year and this is going to be a touchy subject yeah obviously yeah we are people who can't fully comment on this because both of us are white men yes so the biggest one was when diversity appeared on britain's got talent and did a dance that was representative of Black Lives Matter. 
but they were all black themselves. Yes. So it was the downstairs people, and yeah. to spread sort of like awareness yeah. of yeah. the current situation. Yeah, I mean, we, but, we then again, can... but then again, the thing is, if it's in bad taste, yeah. insofar as... But the thing is, this the complaints came from white people who happened to be watching the program. Yeah. So if it's in bad taste, then it's just like you're not behind the movement yeah. and you're against the fact that they want equality, but yeah. you're just massing it as just being... It's not right for television. Yeah. Both of us can never fully understand how a person of colour feels. No, when, we can't. When something like the thing with George Floyd happened, uh, I think it was earlier this year. Yeah. That's what the that's what the dance was about. The whole thing was about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And for us, looking at it from the outside, we will never fully understand how a person of colour feels yeah. when stuff like that happens. The thing is, I also don't understand the fact that um, when it came to... Was, you say George Floyd? George Floyd, yeah. Yeah, it was George Floyd. Um, when people were trying to say, well, but he's been a criminal previously. Well, no, we're not talking about that. Yeah. We're talking about how the situation was handled. Yeah. The man was suffocated. Exactly. In the streets, in broad daylight, eight, when he was crying for help. Yeah, eight minutes that cop yes. le- uh, lent on his neck. To be fair, I don't know why people are just trying to sort of come up with excuses for why they needed to take the measures that they did. Yeah. It was unacceptable. It absolutely was. It was gross negligence for a police officer to do yeah. what he did. And the yeah. thing is, he was not reprimanded for it. But he has been now. He well, has been now. What 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 happened? Um, I believe all three that were there are uh, being charged. Oh, but originally, well, then it again, was kind of trying to be swept under the rug. It, it was. Yeah. It was. But also, will they receive a harsher sentence? I don't know. I don't know. It's still kind of up in the air because they're gathering. Well, then, because still. the thing is, I don't feel they will. Probably won't. Hmm. Probably won't. But the reason why Diversity wanted to do this, because I, I think it, like nearly all the members of Diversity are people of colour. Yes. So this is a subject that was incredibly close to them. It was something that affected them. Oh, Even yeah. though Diversity are British yeah. and it happened in America, it's still this idea of systemic racism. Oh, yeah. And they wanted to portray this in the way they know how, which is through dancing. Yeah. And through a dance routine. Yeah. And the fact that it had... Over, I think it had something like 50,000 complaints. Well, doesn't that just go to show how many people are actually secretly racist out there? I know. And they they cannot voice it in public, but they're quite comfortable to voice it in the comfort of their own home from their armchair to phone up the... uh, Phone up Ofcom. Ofcom and complain about the programme that they're currently watching. I mean, I've watched the dance routine. I've watched it from start to finish. There is nothing in that dance routine that is grossly inappropriate or grossly offensive. Well, the thing is, if it had been, it wouldn't have been aired. Well, then again, they have had some moments on, like, um, on X Factor, which have... um, been great television yeah. moments, but if it had been, you know, grossly inappropriate, they probably yeah. cause it's a very sort of it, it's a very popular program troop. Yeah. Um, oh, they uh, yeah they, they. I mean, they won it um, originally when they oh, were yeah, on they it. Probably, they probably they probably want to do best by them. Yeah. And thing and if they want to, you know, portray the thing is when it comes to any dance routine, yeah. it always conveys a message. Yeah. Which is what it did. I, I watched it and I, I I was quite choked up by it because I could see what they were trying to 
portray how hurt they felt by everything that had been happening and the systemic racism that is still going on. So I could see what they were trying to achieve. There was nothing in there that made me go, holy crap, they shouldn't have done that. No. There was nothing in there that said that. There was one moment, the one moment that people are, are sort of most upset about, it, they did a visual representation of what happened to George Floyd. Yeah. But it wasn't really heavily focused on. It only lasted a couple of seconds. It was it was meant to portray how they were feeling, what yeah, happened. It was shot, a representation But then why it. are people so shocked? Because what they're portraying is realism mm-hmm. and what is current and what is yeah. happening. Yeah. The, the shock of it is not meant to spark complaint. Yeah. It's meant to spark... A sort conversation. Of a conversation, the ability to have a conversation yeah. and maybe a change of mind or heart yeah. towards sort of, I can now see it from yeah. their perspective. And be able to say, this is something that should not have happened. It should not have happened yeah. and maybe it's time for change. Yeah. It's not a time for sort of, that was very inappropriate. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. It's just, it's stupid. It, it the my, my mind just boggles absolutely boggles that people were angry about it when i watched it and there was nothing that made me angry the only thing that made me angry was the fact that the message was there and this is something that was happening and racism shouldn't happen no it that was what boggled my mind you know that it's still happening they're having to do this yeah to point it out yeah, but it's as as we've discussed previously, it's a very sensitive subject. Yeah. In, insofar as we have, yeah, we've we've had discussions about where maybe so we've come across somebody who tries to see it from their perspective by saying, "I don't see color." Yeah. Or I only see him as another person. Yeah. Or another, you know. But yeah. Th- this we is a- also we've had a bit of an argument over this one. We have, yeah. Um, because we we both agree on this one, by the way. Yeah. That the fact that we yes we're of the mind that we do see them equally. Yeah. But we do not want to discredit where they came from and what they have been through. Yeah. Because yes, there is there is racism and the stigma yeah. against them, and then there therefore maybe sort of the racial abuse that is there to come yeah. that therefore comes with it. Yeah. So they've probably had a very hard life. Yeah. But then just to go along and say, you know what, I see you as an equal. Mm. And it's just, it's, we shouldn't be comparing lives. Like, mm. we should be seeing them for, you know, who they are. Yeah. And where, and sort of but th- commending th- them for, yeah. like, the, the struggle they've come forward yeah. to get to where but they are now. We This is this is what it stems down to, and this is where we had, I wouldn't say disagreement as, as such, but we looked at it from a different perspective. Yeah. And I said, I don't like using the phrase... I don't see you as black. I don't see you as Asian. I don't see you as whatever, because I want to see them as who they are Yeah. to be able to, I'm not going to diminish them and say, I, uh, I don't see you as this because that's denying who they are. And in 99% of cases, People of colour are very proud of where they come from. They're proud of their heritage. Well, yeah, so if you say you're you're basically just another white person, that's how you yeah. see it. You're robbing them yeah. of, of who they are, their identity, are. Yeah, their okay. cultural identity. Yeah. And that's the way I view it. I, I, I'm quite happy. I mean, I won't obviously go up to somebody and say, you're black. <laughs> I wouldn't do anything <laughs> like that. But I would never say to them, I don't see you as, as black. I don't see you as Asian. I don't see you as Hispanic. 
I I would just talk to them as a person. I wouldn't make it a point either way. No. I wouldn't go I wouldn't go up to somebody and point out their heritage. I wouldn't deny their heritage. I'd just talk to them as a person. Yeah. And I, I think where the disagreement came in was... Well, the fact that... I think the, probably where the disagreement came in is the fact that I don't... I think it's just that I don't need to go into this, like, sort of... Yeah. I just see them for them. Yeah. And I would just talk to them as yeah. if just another human being. Yeah. I, 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 as I said, I think it, it would... We both have the same mindset. We were just looking at it from a slightly different point of view. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing because we both came to the agreement that oh yeah 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 we came to the we, same we came to the agreement that yeah. saying that I see you as another uh, I I just see you as another person another person I I, do, I wouldn't actually that's the worst no. way to yeah. go up to someone yeah I wouldn't ever say <laughs> no I, I think it's I it's do, something you should just do it's something you should just do yeah yes, without having to say a thing yeah exactly treat treat him with respect yeah. treat him as you would treat yourself yeah. And if somebody wants to talk about their heritage, go with it. You could learn something. Yeah. Learn something new. You could learn something new. But then again, the black community is not the only one who got attacked by off... Well, by viewers who complained to Ofcom. The LGBT community... LGBTQ plus. Yeah, plus community. Yeah. That is getting longer and longer every year. <laughs> I know. I'm starting to lose track. But yeah, yes, right. they were the only. To, to, to put this into perspective, both of us are on that spectrum. Yeah. Uh, I'm gay. Sans is bisexual. So um, we feel we can talk about this because yes. both of us are part of part of the community. Well, not. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're a letter I'm, in I'm it. I'm giving you a look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a letter. I'm a letter, and it doesn't necessarily mean I go to all the gay clubs because I, I because I don't really anymore. So, um, but yes, this was strictly about strictly. Oh yeah, strictly yeah. So the fact that uh, they received Ofcom complaints about the drag opening day. Oh god, this was from a couple of days ago, wasn't this it? This was very recent. This is yeah. why I ma- made it a bit of a subject. Yeah, th- this th- yeah, this is why we chose this subject because it- it's been uh, in the news for the last few days that Yeah, but then again, it's also it's been a problem for a long time because you said yeah. you have said that when it came to dancing on ice, which yes. is actually a problem. This was back in it was this year, but it was back in January. Yeah. So, uh, about uh, a same sex you know, dance. Uh, dance, uh, dance group. It was um, H from Steps. Yep. And uh, Matt Evers. Yes. He was the professional skater. Yep. And there were there were complaints about the fact that two men were skating together. And what did they mask the complaint behind? The fact that it's not family friendly and the children <laughs> might be influenced by this gay culture. Wow. And this reared its ugly head again yeah. when it came to the dance routine that Strictly put out there, yeah. which happened to be celebrating drag culture. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it does not affect your life in any way, shape or form. Why are you complaining about it? You, you're not going to look at, you know, your husband's not going to look at a man in a dress on TV and go and put your knickers on. It's not going to happen. Multifarchy, women should be encouraging men to look at other men in drag mm. because when they find out that she's got a penis, <laughs> then he's, that man's going to come running back home with his tail yeah. between his legs and like, I'm not coming out for the next week. You've got 
Your man is now kept. So, women, if you're the ones putting the Ofcom complaints in, you yeah. shouldn't be, because that's exactly the sort yeah. of man that they should be going for. Yeah. The thing is, it's just light-hearted. It's fun. Oh, yes, of course it was. It's, it's, it's silly. Cel- it's meant to be a celebration. Yeah, exactly. It's light-hearted, fun, silliness, a celebration. And the fact that people are complaining about it, it's like, this has zero impact on your life at all. So why are you getting so pissy about it? it? It's nothing to you. And the same thing with the same circumstances. Because strictly this year, uh, they had the um, the first same-sex couple on Strictly, which was two women. It was an Olympic boxer called um, Nicola Adams. Yeah. And her professional dancer, Catchy Jones. Yeah. And there were complaints about that, that two women were dancing together on TV. But go back far enough, and women used to dance together all the time at tea dances. Nobody batted an eyelid. Uh, yeah. So when you're giving the people the right to sort of make complaints, they yeah. are certainly making those complaints. Yeah. But it just goes to show that not only are people racist, but they're also homophobic at the same time. Yeah. And the thing is, yes, they could they could say that, you know what, I accept the culture, but I do not want to be, I don't want my kids to be influenced by it. Well, truly, you're not very, very accepting then, are yeah. you? that your yeah. child will make their own choice when they're ready. And the thing yeah. is, they probably don't even understand it. They're just seeing bright lights and bright colours. Yeah. And just thinking it's fantastic. Or just, or, or most, most kids would just look at it and be like, oh, it's two ladies dancing on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Best example I can give of is uh, my nephew and niece, when they yeah. were a lot younger. Yeah. They understood that I was, that I was gay. It was never like... Over, we try to keep it as as child friendly as possible. That their uncle liked men, and it was never a problem. And my niece and nephew, when when they asked me about it, they, they said, "Oh, uh, do you just like men? Like like daddy likes girls, or like mummy likes boys?" And I, and the way I put it was like, "Yeah." And, they, and my nephew just went, oh, okay, and then just carried on colouring in his colouring book. Most kids don't make an issue. It's always the adults who make an issue of it. Yeah. And um, that's what the complaint's about. Well, the thing is, um, we, well, I was watching recently, well, this is actually not recently, this was an interview done way back when about the fact that the BBC was trying to introduce a hundred genders yeah. into the school education system. Yeah. Um... It's just like, why are people trying to determine mm. um, a kid's, you know, orientation before they've even had time to discover it themselves? Yeah. Why must kids be pigeonholed yeah. into sort of a heteronormative life or not a heteronormative life? Why can't they just let the kid be? Yeah. And just let them make their own discoveries. Yeah. And then if they have, like, if they have these experiences and find out, oh, yeah. I actually like those experiences, yeah. you know, just be just be introduced to, into a world of various different things. Yeah. So just be very open-minded yeah. going into it. And if a kid doesn't like it, They're, they will tell you that yeah. they don't like it. Exactly. And having two men dance together on TV or two women dance together on TV is not going to influence a child. No. Because it's actually... Biological. Yeah. And I think it's perfectly fine for children to have a certain exposure to it as long as it, it's done in the correct way. And I think having two two women down together on TV or two men down together on TV is not pushing an agenda. No, it's not. It's just it, it just is. 
Well, because it's something that does happen. Yeah. So it's not pushing an agenda. Yeah. You're not pushing an envelope for something that already exists. Yeah. Because it already exists. Exactly. And I, I think the, the more normalised it becomes, yeah. children will just be able to make their own decisions. If it's a normal thing, fine, they'll be able to go, okay, just two men dancing on TV or two women dancing on TV. I mean, you've got ten other couples that are a man and a woman. Just because you've got one couple that's two women. Maybe they should do a reboot of an all LGBTQ (laughs) cast. (laughs) That's not something I'd agree with. (laughs) Maybe then we'll have some more off-com complaints. Make original gay films. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't blame off-com as such. Off-com are there. They can do good things. When there is something on TV that is grossly inappropriate yes then they are there to penalize yeah which is fine yeah but when people take the piss and complain about the most ridiculously yeah, small but then things again, people are just given the power to rather than sort of mm. comment about the quality of a program yeah. they're more sort of pushing their agenda yeah they're pushing their stance yeah on other people you know i um it's like when you have like a, a nielsen family Oh, yeah, you know yeah. when, I get, when a Nielsen family has like the boxes, yeah, yeah, yeah. which determine what. How many other people get to watch what a particular nuclear family wants to watch? Yeah. So like, did you say it was like another ten thousand people? Want yeah, to watch? I think for like each box is something like ten thousand people. Don't quote me on that; I may be wrong, but I think it's something like that. Like one box equals ten thousand viewers. So why does sort of um, a person's opinion on a particular program matter to ten other ten thousand other people? Yeah. It's like when people, you know, as we were saying, you know, push an agenda and want to watch something based on their personal preferences. Yeah. Why do other people have to adhere to their preferences? So it's just... This, this is why ratings, especially on regular TV, can't be fully trusted because it's not guaranteed. Yeah, you, you may have the average... Uh, family with an Nielsen box it doesn't necessarily guarantee that that's a full representation of all the other people that could potentially watch so then it begs the question then do Ofcom really sort of you know when they do get these complaints mm. from people who are either racist, racist or homophobic yeah. do they actually listen to them um, and does it they, actually they do, do, they do do investigations but with, with the diversity dance for example Ofcom basically said <laughs> to the people who complained, sod off. <laughs> That's essentially what they said. <laughs> the, the, the Ofcom basically said diversity are perfectly within their, their rights to do this dance. They didn't do anything well, offensive. Well, sod off. Well, clearly it's very easy to lodge an Ofcom complaint. Oh, it is very easy. It is very easy. So I don't know. People would, I wish people would really exercise their power to be able to, you know, make such comments mm. but then um again so like you know if, if a show wants to you know sort of um you know express people's personalities yeah. opinions mm. why just not let them be and be able to express people's opinions and then maybe people as you as we've said before maybe people would learn something from it yeah rather than sort of take it as a bit of rather than take it uh, so negatively yeah and trying to think it's very influential it's not influential no. all it is is just people trying to express who they are as an individual yeah and in sort of in line of their community so i don't know why people need to take offense to it yeah they needn't yeah because it's still very relevant and very present in the like in society yeah 
So you you don't need to uh, treat it as if it was sort of a taboo subject. Yeah. We should make it very sort of present and well known and make it normative. Yeah. Among society. Normalize it. Yeah, normalize it. Yeah. Without any you know backlash because no wonder so many people in the either the black community and LGB community can't speak yeah. up when they've got so many suppressors. Yeah. Uh, who just want to sort of push their agenda all the time. Yeah. And it, it's just ridiculous that so many complaints about the most... Like, things that don't matter. No. It's not affecting your life. No, it's not. It's not affecting your life. Why are you complaining about it? Obviously, Ofcom can be useful when it comes to programmes that are put out there that messages are dangerous and they are offensive. And Ofcom have penalised TV shows for... Like, even lying about things or putting out messages that are dangerous and grossly offensive. Yeah. And they are useful for that. But people take advantage of it and they just complain about things that don't need to be complained about. No. So, I I, mean, I would say that people just need to build a bridge and get over it, Barbara. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, if they're really that offended by it, why don't they just change the program? Yeah. If it's something you don't... You've got a remote control. Yeah. Use it. Yeah. You can't remote control. Use it, love. That's it's, <laughs> some advice for your kids. See, that's my sage advice. <laughs> You've got a remote control. Use it. If it bothers you so much, which it shouldn't, but if it bothers you so much, if you are that offended by, uh, by two men dancing together, change the channel. I'm sure you'll find Gardener's World on something else. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless you're offended by tulips. So <laughs> <laughs> Worst thing is, there probably would be somebody who would write to Ofcom and say, I'm offended by tulips. Well, to be fair, that's gross negligence towards plants. <laughs> Plants have lives too. Plants have rights. Plants lives matter. <laughs> if it's a miracle grow, yeah. you've got to treat it right. <laughs> oh, God, we are so awful for doing that, aren't we? Yes, we are. But they are, these people are so awful for complaining yes. about shit. It's, it's like the... It's like a bunch of Karens. Well, we, we're not going to use that terminology because I imagine there's some rather nice Karens out there. Oh, people complain about the the uh, the use of the the word Karen to describe entitled white women. Well, it's just unfortunate <laughs> that the woman that was put out there happened to be called Karen. Yeah, and yes. Just because she happened to be called Karen, that's just one individual mm-hmm. who you know just didn't see eye to eye and mm. just made an absolute mockery of herself but yeah. then again do not use that name to label any other good women oh no 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 Karen. no it, it's uh, it's i know it's a joke it's, but it's yeah. a joke too far yeah so i can see why they might be a little bit of yeah. uh, they might take offense to the word mm. we shouldn't just use that name as a slander we should not no i i, I can understand the reasoning behind it that they want to call out entitled white women and unfortunately in this case the name karen has become synonymous with it yeah but obviously there are karens out there who are perfectly decent women who are not racist who are not self-entitled they just happen to be called karen exactly so which are, I, which are very un well unfortunate circumstances yeah for them. you should change your name by depot 
<laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your fault for being called Karen. Change it, Bob. <laughs> uh, it. I think we'll go to our final thoughts on this, won't we? Final thoughts. We'll go to our final thoughts on this. So you went first last time. I'll go first this time. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts on this is if you have to write to Ofcom based on a dance or two men dancing together. You've got problems. Well, You've got serious to, problems. To put it, to put it um, in better words, if you have an agenda, uh-huh. don't be writing off com. No. So, like, it's yeah. it's nothing to do with the program itself. It's just the fact you want to put your agenda out there. Yeah. You want just, to put your opinion out there and feel special. It's not feel special per se. You just want to control what you or your yeah. kids see on TV. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's just not how it works. Look, no. It's not how it's it works. It's not how it works. You know, if you're you... not special, you're not better. You, you're just being an arse. <laughs> I'm trying to put it in layman terms here and be as kind as possible about it. But yes, in. In simpler words, yeah. So if you're going to write Ofcom, make it legitimate and actually about the programme. Yeah. So if it's grossly offensive... Yeah. Yes. Fine. Complain. Fine. fine. But if it's just the fact you just want to put your sort of... if you, As I said, just putting your agenda out there, yeah. pushing your agenda, yeah. and trying to suppress other people who are trying to express theirs, mm-hmm. that's not on. That is it not, is on. not and on. Good on Ofcom for telling people to bugger off, yeah. as, as um, Phoenix had just said. Yeah. Because um, that's, to be fair, they're in their own right to do that, and yeah. so they should. And so they should. I, th- I think that's a, that's a wrap. That'll about do it. That's a wrap for, for episode number three. Yeah. But we do have some interesting news. We do indeed. We have some interesting news. Hopefully next week we will have a guest talker with us. This is somebody from YouTube called Mysterious T. And she has very nicely agreed to come talk to us about the whole idea of cancel culture. So it will be a one-subject thing next week. But that's what we'll talk about next week. And I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. But for now... For now... We will say bye-bye. Hopefully you've you've enjoyed listening to us again. Because we know there's there's a fair few of you out there listening to this now. So it's nice. But yeah, we will say bye-bye, and we will see you next time. And we'll see you for the next episode. Bye! Take it easy! Bye!